All right, and welcome back to another episode of Barbarically Candid. I'm your host, Dustin, along with my co-host, Gavin, as always. We are back. Episode four, A New Hope. Oh, wait. Are we allowed to say that? May the fourth be with you. All right. <laughs> yeah. So getting right into it, Gavin, I don't know if you've seen it circulating Facebook about Democratic Congresswoman Corrine Brown, found guilty on 18 counts of fraud, pleads for mercy and compassion. Now this woman took $800,000 from a children's charity fund and has the nerve to call the verdict racist. But what about the children? Won't you please help this child? Apparently she helped herself. That's right. Wow. But it's racist. Oh, well. (laughs) Of course. Now, keep in mind, this is circulating Facebook, but they were sentenced in 2017. Here we have another... Don't just read the headline. Right. Click the actual article. Find out when it was written. Because on Facebook, one person sees something that may be a couple years old, and they share it, and it starts this viral trend, and everybody's All up in over arms. Again. That's right. Everybody's up in arms about it. How could she do this? Well, that was three years ago, and she's already been punished for yeah. it, I guess you could say. Well, you know, nothing on the internet ever actually dies. So that, that, that's just how it is, man. So like we said, just get out there and do your research before you share anything on Facebook because it could be a few years old and you could be way behind the curve. Now, Gavin, I'm sure you've seen making national news, the Washington Redskins finally caved to social pressure. Uh, yeah. What was the name that they actually chose? I've heard things about the Washington Warriors. I don't know if they yeah, actually know about that. I mean, it should have been like the Washington Yellow Bellies, maybe. Well, I'd, I'd really like to see both sides of this. I know that there was a, the actual rendering is based off of a Blackfoot chief Mm -hmm. and it was an actual Indian who came up with that caricature or not really a caricature, but the, the image, yes, the image, the side profile. Yeah. And his name was Blackie Wetzel. Now, from what I've seen, he was quoted as saying he was very proud to have an Indian on the face. Now I think. I've also read some things where it's come down where mascots have kind of become this thing to make fun of. And, you know, they're the the big costumes. And so maybe that's... But they're not racist, right? Well, no. I mean, this is the first time... Well, I'm sorry. This is not the first time that we've heard people trying to get the Redskins' names changed. True. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, it hasn't been a major voices, but there has been push in the last oh, five years or so to where there's enough there's just enough people that they can yell out loud and for a second they listen but for the longest time the owner said not going to happen not going to change but what happened speaking of the owner or well i'm not sure if it's the owner or ceo but he is allegedly on the epstein flight logs oh man so maybe that was a pay no attention to the man mm-hmm. behind the curtain. Here's a big distraction. We're going to change the name of the organization. Don't yeah. worry about the fact that I'm flying off to Pedo Island. Sleight of hand at hand again. Now, this is not the only team that has garnered kind of protest as to their name. I'm sure you've seen there's a columnist calling for a change of the Texas Rangers. 
Yeah. Great yeah. baseball team. I'm. I mean, Nolan Ryan ended ended his career with them. But they're saying that the Rangers organization now. When you say the Texas Rangers, more people, I'm I'm willing to bet money on this. More people are going to think of the baseball organization and not the law enforcement group. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw some kids wearing Texas uh, Rangers uh, uniforms at the ball field today. Pretty sure they don't care. Even more sure that their parents don't care. It's they, just a team, guys. They probably don't even know who the, the law enforcement group the Texas Rangers are. Now, according to this columnist, the Texas Rangers was an organization started in 1835 after Texas claimed independence from Mexico and their whole job, right, we started up an entire government organization to kill Indians so that white settlers could move in. Now, I'm not going to say that the government didn't do some bad things. We definitely it did. Wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but they did what they had to do, and the West was won. Now, we did we did the Native Americans dirty. We can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I wonder, was it really them coming in? Now, I do know that the... Was it the Confederate Army? They had some troops that went through and just wiped out tribes. However, the Texas Rangers, I think that was more retaliatory because keep in mind these tribes, there was tribal fighting going on between the tribes. There was raping. There was murdering. This was all stuff they were doing to each other. So when the white settlers moved in, they also did it to them. We don't have all the facts. We don't have all the statistics and all that on this, but... I just find it hard to believe that, hey, we're going to make this federal organization, which, I mean, knowing what we know now, I shouldn't find it that hard to believe, but to make a federal organization, hey, go kill Indians, that's going to be your job. Look, as long as, you know, you and I and all of the listeners can agree, history isn't pretty. The version that we hear is, uh, maybe, you know, to the spoils go the victors, right? So history is written for the victors. Right. Now, of course, some of the stuff that the Rangers did, they did hunt down runaway slaves. Dang. Which, you know, we at Barbarically Candid won't make excuses for that. We've, since episode one, I'm pretty sure we've talked about slavery. Bad. I mean, it's a bad thing. Terrible. And it's even worse than in this day and age. It's still going on around the world. Yet nobody here goes over there to go, you know, have them stop. Well, that's because in this day and age, Americans don't truly know what oppression is. I don't know. Just ask your children if they didn't get those V-Bucks that day. That's oppression. Well, that's because we're raising a soft generation. (laughs) (laughs) Moving along, um, I kind of stumbled across this one, but I thought it... Important to mention, just because of where it could lead to, an Ohio county implements a hotline to report people not wearing masks. Cuyahoga County, which houses Cleveland, Ohio, has created a hotline so that people can tattle on their neighbors for not wearing masks. That sound like anything to you, Gavin? Wow, what in the Sam Hill Nazi BS did you just come up with? Now, I wish I was making this up, but... Ironically, it's scary. Ironically, the county executive claims that they want people to wear their masks voluntarily. But we're going to tell on you if you don't. If you don't. That's right. Now, 
this seems like an all too familiar escalation. I feel like we've heard about this before, Gavin. Stop me if I'm wrong. No, no. I, I think you stumbled on this something very historically accurate that seemingly is happening all over again. I mean, in fact, it sounds a lot like how people are expected to act under a communist regime. Reporting but, their neighbors and loved ones, not but, just neighbors. But, but it's it's the happy version now. This is the new version with the lemon fresh scent. You that's know. right. I forgot it's democratic socialism, otherwise known as linen light. Ooh. That's right, with that oh-so-fresh smell. Is it less than 100 calories? Because, you know, people these days just can't have too many calories in their, you know, life. Well, when you're lined up in the bread line, you won't be getting 100 <laughs> calories, so don't worry about that. Now, this is, you know reporting their neighbors and loved ones who are disobedient to the state so they can be rounded up and dealt with. Because that's really what we're talking about, right? Right. We're talking about, oh, if you don't wear this, you're going to be ticketed or fined. And if you fight it, you're probably going to get hauled off because you wanted to stand up for your right not to wear a stupid mask. Now, people, we've seen this way too often in the history books. Now, we talked in the last episode, I'm not opposed to wearing a mask in a place of business. Right. If, If I'm on private property... And that business is, hey, if you want to do business with me, you got, you know, no shirt, no shoes, fine. But to institute a hotline so that you can tell on the comrades who aren't good for the state, how are the alarms not waking y'all up yet? And truly, how do we know the accuracy of these alleged uh, tattletale phone calls? If you don't like your neighbor because the kids next door were, were too loud or your dog crapped in your grass. Well, Mr. Johnson doesn't have his mask on. You need to go pick him up. Well, think about all the families who are rounded up and shot in the streets of Mudarusha. Oh, yeah. Just because their neighbor didn't like them and maybe wanted to make a power grab. Oh, I want their business or I want this or that. I so want I'm his gonna... wife. Oh, yeah. And his house. Oh, he's got a nice car. And if you think it hadn't happened, look it up, people. This is all factual stuff. This is We're not yeah, making yep, this up. Yep. Now, bringing it closer to home, this kind of shows you that we talked about Governor Abbott on the last episode and how he had kind of caved to the social pressure of the left. So he says no to the shutdown. Right. But let's talk about why he says it. He's looking to the judges to enforce the mask order, which, like we've said, if you want me to come into business and expect to do business and buy goods, if I got to put on a mask, that's what I got to do. Now, as soon as I walk out, I'm taking it off. Oh, yeah. In the parking lot. And I dare someone to call the cops on me because I took off my mask in the parking lot, you know, in my little six-foot distance. Screw you. Now, Governor Abbott actually said Texans would not comply if he issued a statewide shutdown. What? Dang he's right. right on that one. Amen to that. Over my dead body. So instead, he's asking local authorities to enforce a mask mandate and limits on social gatherings enacted in early July. Now, I just saw something about Walmart and Best Buy, Costco. July 20th. So, guys, if you're going to Walmart, don't worry. Coronavirus is not going to get you until July 20th. Oh. That's right. We can put time limits on this stuff now. I'm I'm sure this will kind of go on the, the decline by, I don't know, November 4th, perhaps. Now, of course, they want to place all the blame on bars opening back up and businesses opening back up. Now, we can't say we can't say for certain that they didn't have some effect. 
But if you're going to condemn businesses, you have to also condemn the protests that had tens of thousands in the streets, not, not social distancing with city officials fully supporting them while villainizing business owners who are just trying to keep their businesses open. These shutdowns are killing small businesses. Now, did you hear in the last uh, 24 hours, there was a report that said if the entire country actually did shut down for between four to eight weeks because, you know, there's never a true number. But if you were able to shut down for eh, two months, then the coronavirus would just magically go away. You know, not the fact that the economy would absolutely crash beyond crash. You know, people would be homeless. Right. Well, how how you'd eat? I have no idea because if you're stuck in your house for two months, do you have enough grub to last? Unless you're going to go buy MREs, which you know, hey, not a yeah, bad idea. But, I mean, it. They say that. Oh, if oh, we could yeah. do this for. T- but didn't we just do that? What were we it doing in March, April, May? People were staying in their houses. We didn't leave the house. I went to work. I came home, and I went to the grocery store when I had to. That was it. Which really brings up an interesting question. Why is it that bars are this evil place, but the grocery store where there's way more people are okay? I mean, how many people touch those apples before you get your hands on it? That's another thing, guys. If you're going to buy fresh produce, please wash it when you get it home. Because Gavin brings up a good point. You don't know how many butt diggers have gone through there and handled the apples and grapes and what have you before you got there. So please wash your fruits and veggies. Double wash if you bought them from Walmart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've all seen people at Walmart, so that uh, ain't no lie. Yeah. But it definitely brings... This is... So we talked, I think it was either last episode or the second episode, about how wearing the mask could help the old, older population. Mm-hmm. Now, these are people who don't know how to order online. Like, they don't know how to go to HEB.com and right. order their groceries so they can just pull up. So they're the ones actually having to go in the store. I know some people that have gone to strictly ordering their stuff on online. It is convenient as hell. But I will say, because, we, you know, we are all about job creation, right? At that point, when you've got somebody who's been shut out of their place of work, maybe... On like a phone-based ordering program for senior citizens. Granted, it seemed like it'd take forever. But, hey, if you get paid by the hour, you get paid by the hour, and you're putting food on your own table. So this is the main reason that I don't order online, or that I haven't ordered online. Normally, when we go to the store, it's, oh, crap, we're out of all this stuff, and we need right. it now. Now, a lot of the online ordering, you have to sign up for a slot, mm-hmm. and it may not be an available slot for a couple of days. Yep. So that definitely kind of hinders the, let me run to the store and get something real quick. Now, in my case, I will admit to the folks, I am bougie about bacon. And there's no way in hell I'm going to buy bacon online and not be able to see what it looked like for myself. Because I want as much meat as humanly possible on that thing. And if I'm going to HEB, there's going to be small batch bacon. I will go through every single pack to find the one that I want. Now, I know nobody in my house really likes it, but I like the pepper-crusted bacon. Oh, yeah. Just that little bit of bite on it. Oh. Not that we're trying to plug people, but I will say, if you're looking for great bacon, just because, you know, you awesome listeners are going to hear this, my top three, and you can get all of them at HEB, 
kielbasa will not shrink, period. It's like $10 a pack. It ain't cheap, but it's thick and there's zero shrinkage because there's, it wasn't encased in water. Well, you, you know I like them thick. Amen to that. I like them chunky. H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> Same girl. H-E-B small batch. Excellent. Great flavors. They aren't always there. Go find them. I guarantee you, you'll love the Every single flavor that they have is great. And then there's another one. I think it's called like Better Than Good Bacon. And it is that beautiful hickory smoke quality. Almost zero shrinkage. Because, you know, shrinkage sucks, right, ladies? Now, while we're talking about food... Um, <laughs> I love like, food. <laughs> like we, well, me too. I mean, 300 pounds of pimp, you don't get this way without eating. That's right. Um, there is a sausage called Country Boy yep. Pico de Gallo sausage. I've seen it, but I haven't had it yet. I almost bought it two weeks ago. It's amazing. Oh, You yeah. slice it up kind of thin, yeah. fry it up, make some eggs. Oh, it's a oh. great breakfast sausage. Ooh. Even my kids like it. It's got a little bit of spice, but not too much. Just a little bit. You, you see that, folks? We, we are all about current events relationships if you've got car questions if you've got art questions i'll i will research it because i'm not an artsy farty guy but food oh yeah i'll talk about food all day oh we're down on the food (laughs) but moving along let's get into some so it's kind of a hot button topic right now depending on who you ask but we're seeing a lot of fluctuation on the whole schools reopening right different districts saying different things we don't really know what's going on for our area yet now I see both sides of it. You have a lot of people who can't wait for the schools to open up, namely parents. I know I'm single parents. (laughs) I can't wait. Now it's, I've seen a lot of arguments from teachers who say we shouldn't have to risk our lives for our jobs. But when I see them posting these statistics, they're only posting one side of it. Right. Now these are, these are educated people who are educating youngsters, but to post one side of an argument seems a little off. If you want to post that the positive cases have skyrocketed, you also have to post how many more tests are being conducted. Also, make sure you include the increase in the recovery rate, the decrease in the mortality rate. Now, I'm not saying that there should not be precautions taken Uh, when kids go back to school. One number, I think I brought up the point last episode, but... Nobody has seemed to split between new tests and repeat tests for people trying to go back to work. That's true. There's been no distinguishment between those two. So one person could test five times and yes. Yeah. It it just skyrockets. It it inflates the numbers and that's not fair, but I get it. It's part of the pandemic and it only justifies what they're trying to push. Now, Gavin, I, I even saw somebody making an argument on Facebook that back in the frontier days, everything was done at home from schooling to parents working at home. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but in this day and age, that's not an option for a lot of families. You have families that very much rely on two incomes for their household to operate and keep the bills paid. Absolutely. And I mean, I know a lot of people are getting the 600 extra a week. I believe Which is going to end, I think, in a, within the next week or two. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to be SOL. They're going to be looking for ways to keep food on the table. Yeah. And it's not going to be pretty. And hopefully it doesn't become prostitution because I've seen some stuff on the streets lately and it's pretty scary. <laughs> I saw that picture your girlfriend shared the other day and I was like, ooh, honey, no. Oh, she was prime for people to Walmart. <laughs> She's trying to get that dollar to make you holler. That's right. Some strange for some change. 
Now, I will say this. How many school years have your kids been sick? Because it kind of seems like almost every year someone's kids gets, you know. Well, I mean, school, schools a, are it's a, a petri, petri dish. dish. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the fact that you've got these teachers that are so afraid, you know what? You're around God knows what diseases already anyway. Well, I also saw something. Uh, I forget who posted it. It's going around. It's like, like wildfire. Like, like the Rona. Yeah. yeah. They're saying, oh, teachers, just charge 250 bucks a week to homeschool 10 kids. And now your income goes from 30000 a year to 130000 a year. Okay, well, if people are sending uh-uh. their kids to school, we don't have the option not to pay school taxes so that right. we can pay you $250 a week. That's it's not going like, to happen. That's almost like double taxation. Exactly. That doesn't sit well with me whatsoever. <laughs> a lot of people are not going to do it now. There may be some people who are already paying for kids to go to a daycare. Right. Who would be totally down for that. Or even like a private school. Now, granted... Are we going to get to the point where the where uh, people who's who now have their kids either homeschool because they're quote unquote afraid, or go into a private school where there's you know uh, much better done than what you would consider a, a public school if you go private or even charter? But will they be able to get out of paying those school taxes? Oh, I'm sure not. Exactly. Go- so you might as well just go. Uncle Sam always going to get his money. Exactly. Now, just go to school. I have seen some arguments made for, I, I can't get into the science of it because it has to do something with an N2 receptor in kids between age like four and nine where they don't have this certain gene or receptor in their body. So there's very they're at less of a chance of getting Corona or COVID. Yeah. I saw a chart today and pretty much if you were between like zero and six, the recovery rate was like 99.9996%. These are also the age of kids where I think it's the most important for them to be in school. Now, once you get into the fourth, fifth graders, they could probably get away with doing the distance learning because their parents are not having to sit. I had two at home when they started the distance learning at the end of last school year. Mm. Now, if I could get them to sit down and do work for an hour and a half, we could be done for the day. (laughs) But it was definitely a challenge because there was no, and granted some of that was our fault. We didn't set up like we could have set up like a desk and had it like Mm. a school, you know, probably could have done it a, a little better. But we were new to this too. You know, it was everybody was kind of thrust into this. But I think these younger kids, it's more important. I've got a daughter that's going into kindergarten this coming year. Oh. And she she really needs that that school time. The structure? Definitely. Because she's a wild one. <laughs> she gets it from her mama. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean... For the younger kids, it's definitely important and it's something we have to look at. And there's definitely precautions that should be taken if they want to do temperature at the door. Even if it's infrared, hell, spend the money on that. Take You can take that cost out of the, the, the principal's bonus for attendance or something. There's just definitely stuff we could be doing to make everyone feel a little safer. Even if they wanted to do, I've seen some where they propose doing like block scheduling where... A block one week would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
and do digital learning Tuesday, Thursday. That's and not then a bad the, idea. Then the next week, A would flip and do distance Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and in class Tuesday, Thursday. I, I could be down with that. It's something to look at. Now, not everybody is as lucky as me and my wife are extremely lucky. She can stay home with the kids. I'm not going to say that it's her favorite idea because they definitely drive her crazy at times. But if she had to, she would definitely do it. And she did it at the end of last year because I work a lot. I helped when I could, but it's not always an option. I would just like us to maybe stop fear-mongering. Yeah, well, you know, it seems like a lot of these school districts have already said, hey, we're going to stay home and do the online thing for the per- the first six to eight weeks anyway. I have seen that, and it's not a bad idea. Just to see kind of where we're at. I know there's the coming school year is going to be very touchy. We still don't know... Both of our kids play football. Right. And at this point, we don't even know if it's going to happen because if the UIL is not allowing their people to play. I'm freaking out, man. My son is going to be in seventh grade this year. And that, you're you know, old. I'm telling you. And the cool thing, you know, that's when you're at, when you're able to play school sports. So I'm like, oh, super, that's right. Yeah, I'm super excited about this and they're going to take it away because I know they already took away the whole pre-training thing, which pissed me off because that kid, he actually needed it. <laughs> now, what really sucks for kids in high school sports programs, we saw it at the end of last school year with baseball players. Mm-hmm. These are kids in their senior year getting scouted by colleges. What's to say the football season is not going to be the same way? If they hadn't been performing at that level as a junior and you don't get to play as a senior. How are you going to make? Yeah, that could have, that could in, in effect ruin your entire career that you, that you, you know, have hoped and prayed on and practiced. And, you know, all the, all those uh, years of uh, special coaches and instruction and, you know, all the hours put in all because of some pandemic. That sucks. We'll see what happens right now. It's very touch and go. All we can do is hope for the best, but I mean, I'm sure it'll all clear up after November 3rd. So yeah, yeah, we'll go, yeah. You know. it'll just magically, Oh, everything's better now. Now an update on Ghislaine Maxwell. Ah, uh, prosecution actually told a judge Monday that before being apprehended, Maxwell attempted to flee FBI agents. You mean she didn't want to get caught? Imagine that. I'm shocked. And would most likely attempt to flee the country. If she would granted bail. Now, let's be honest. We're all super surprised that she hasn't already committed suicide under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Now, I believe I read she has citizenship in France. And this lady has millions and millions of dollars in offshore accounts, which the federal government can't touch if they were to let her go out on bail. So if she fled to France, there would be no extradition to New York. And she would not face trial. I really hope that they deny her bail. Yeah. And protect her somehow so that she makes it to trial. I've heard they've been moving her like 35 times since she was apprehended. Just to make sure she doesn't get Clintoned. But I, you know, the scary thing is with the kind of clientele, with the kind of money that these people had, you know there's going to be some low-level... Uh, prison guard who's looking for a cash out. Oh, you know it. Hey, here's 30 million. Cause these are, we're talking royalty, right. royal families, right. 
global elite. Like, your grandchildren will be set for life if you take care of this one little favor for me. Now, hopefully she makes it to trial, but even if she doesn't make it to trial, let's start naming names, Ghislaine. Start giving us names. Let's put faces to these crimes and horrible predatory practices, no matter how high-powered the perpetrators may be. It's time we knew. Yeah. Show me the list. That's right. We'll see what happens with that. I'm, Like you, I said... Do you think Will Smith is going to be on that list? Man, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Jada's the one that likes younger guys. Yeah, so. you never know. Oh, I'm sorry. That was an entanglement. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Her wicked wisdom has uh, sold her short. And I'm not... Uh, with that, I'm not going to say that I don't know Will Smith... I'm not going to say he was a perfect husband all the time, but to drag that man on whatever her red table talks is, if it's YouTube or to drag him on and have him sit through that, have their kids have to watch it. Now we know if the shoe had been on the other foot and will had screwed a 23 year old friend of his son's who was a female, they would have dragged him through the streets and mud. They, you know, tarred and feathered the whole bit. Oh, he'd have been villainized from the start. How dare this predator of an older man do it. But because it was Jada, she's just finding her happiness and that's okay. She's an empowered woman. She's getting a groove back. (laughs) Now I'm sure it would be hard to miss it by this point. There's been a video circulating and you know, it's a Ted talk, which really caught me by surprise because I've always been a purveyor of the Ted Talks. I've, I normally, I like them quite a bit right? and what they have to say. But this Ted talk had a so-called scholar that claims pedophilia is a natural sexual orientation and that we should accept it. Now I I call a complete and absolute bullshit on this one. What? Pedophilia is a crime for the same reason bestiality is a crime. The inability to consent. Now, me personally, I am a survivor. I refuse to be called a victim of childhood sexual trauma because that's what we call it now. Because if you say you were molested, that sounds ugly. Now, I feel very strongly on this topic. An adult who preys on a child like this doesn't even deserve a trial. They deserve to be brought in the back room and have a 45 caliber put in the back of their head. And I've even been generous with that. Good, because that's awfully fast. It is, and the more I think about it, the more I'd rather them have a slow, painful death, but I just want them dead. Yeah, it is scary how people, not a lot, but there are this these these groups of people that are truly, and it seems to be coming out even more now that cancel culture and this whole crazy socialist, social justice warrior thing is in full swing right now, but they are trying to normalize this ridiculous act. Now... I know we talked about the whole Wayfair thing before, but... Uh, oh, that's right. We did mention yeah, that in the yeah, last episode, yeah. yeah. But I get it. It, it. Yes, it has been going on for centuries, I'm sure. But here in the States, we don't want, we don't want that. And I, I don't know if, if you know, but, they're, but the, the pedophilia crew is trying... To, they have been trying to attach themselves to the LGBT crowd. And even now, those guys are like, uh, no girl, uh-uh. Yeah, a lot of those guys are, get the hell out of here. Because yeah, like, even I ain't down with that. But it's, 
everything's finding momentum now because in this day and age, if you say no, if you say no, you're wrong, you can't do that. Well, you're just a bigot. You don't understand. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a this or that or whatever you want to call it. It's just... It pisses me off. <laughs> it really does. I I can't even... There's, there's just so many, you know, I've only got two fists, so I, I, I can only punch so many people. That's right. But I'm going to go down swinging. Hey, they're both loaded. That's they, right. They don't take no feedback. Come on, That's check, check, right. one, two, here we go. <laughs> now, okay, everybody, I'm sure you've been waiting for this. Our favorite village idiot is back in the news again. Oh, it's it seems like it's been a while. You know, it does seem like it's been a while but since she made news. Yeah. Now, New York Congresswoman Alexandria, Alexandria excuse me, Ocasio-Cortez has insisted that spikes in New York crime are not related to police budget cuts, but instead people needing to pay rent and feed their children. Keep in mind that people on unemployment right now are getting a record 600 extra a week right now. Now, I also understand in New York that may not be a lot. Because New York is a very expensive city to live in. But if you're in Alabama, good Lord, you're on the high hog right there, boy. Roll out the meth pipe, honey. We're going to town tonight. That's right. I'm going to supersize your drink, baby, because I love you. Now, don't forget, this city also just proposed a bill. They haven't defunded them yet. They have proposed a bill to defund the same people that ran into burning burning buildings to save others on 9-11. A bill which AOC has publicly publicly voice support for let's not forget that but i'm sure the spike in crime has nothing to do with the liberal war on police going on in this country right now if you were in a job where you were constantly being villainized threatened and then being told you should be done away with altogether how long would it take for you to stop caring not long how long would it you know what i'm not going to answer that call. Like, it's a burglary Meh. domestic dispute Meh. they might they, they might break out the racist card no i'm you know what i'm gonna go have my donuts and my coffee chill in my car and find some blues now there's a lot of good officers out there and i hate to say that that's even what's going on right now but we just don't know and but to say that it's because oh they don't have any money uh, uh they got money it's just where's the money going but why don't they have jobs oh that's right because y'all shut down yep yep you give people an inability to make a living. So now you're going to try to justify why they steal. And really, are they stealing? You know, are these people going to a store to steal bread, to steal, uh, you know, milk for their baby? No, they're, they're from, stealing shoes and big screen TVs. Well, okay. Now, from what I've seen, there's been more shootings and B&Es. So they're breaking into other people's houses. Yeah. Now, they don't give us the information on what they're stealing, but I highly doubt it's bread and cheese. I mean, Or canned I, goods. Speaking of canned goods, mm. Goya Foods. Yes. Great segue. So this is a boycott versus boycott. We have a company that has chosen not to bow to the pressures of denouncing President Trump. They actually praise some of his actions and have effectively been dragged by both media outlets and activists slash celebrities. One of the activists I even saw, he did a video saying that we should boycott Goya foods. His entire shelf behind him is Goya. Full, full of Goya beans. It was, it was oh, the irony at its best, as right? As hypocritical in your face. as you could absolutely get. Now, 
This is an organization that has donated heavily to communities and food banks for many years. However, due to their CEO's comments or opinion, people want to blacklist them and boycott their products. Now, we've seen this before, haven't we? Let's go back as far as Chick-fil-A. That was the that that was a huge one. Huge, huge, huge. And, you know, I find it slightly ironic that uh, Chick-fil-A has kind of caved in some in the last few months in terms of social justice issues. But I've got one even better for you. Ooh. Absolutely any arms manufacturer. Yep, there you go. Because anything, anytime any kind of shooting happens, oh, guns are bad. Oh, got to go buy some more guns. Guns, guns, guns. That's right. I mean, didn't they say Obama was like the world's best gun salesman? I do believe I saw something about that. Yeah. So this is something that I want you guys at home to think about. When someone decides to go against what you, you know, find is a perfectly good product, even if you agree with this person, are you really going to stop? I remember I had a debate back when the whole Chick-fil-A can't thing came out with a former friend of mine. And he even agreed, even though he didn't like their stance, he, you know, it was a damn good chicken sandwich. And if, you know, if he's in the area, if he's craving one, he's still going to do it. Now I want to get into one more thing um, before we go to listener questions. Okay. This is, I don't know if you've seen the new, it was the, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, we'll say the Museum of African American Studies or History or something along those lines. They brought out the new oh, aspects it's bad, and folks. assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. Now I want to read a couple of these off to you. The first one is rugged individualism. The individual is the primary unit, self-reliance, independence, and autonomy highly valued and rewarded. Individuals assume to be in control of their environment. You get what you deserve. So because somebody went and got a job, they pay their bills, they're the bad guy. Well, they're the white guy. Oh. Which I guess also means they're the bad guy yeah, in this day I, I and age. Yeah, I get now that we're just getting started, we've barely cracked the surface on this one. The next is family structure. The nuclear family, father, mother, two to three kids is the ideal social unit. Husband is breadwinner and head of the household. Wife is a homemaker and subordinate to the husband. Children should have own rooms and be independent. Now, see, I've already screwed this up Whoa. because my boys share a room. So I've already screwed that up. I that, guess I'm not white. That's like a corner cut off of your white card. I guess yet, so. In, in my case, my parents have been married for 38 years. But we did talk about, was it first episode, where we talked about the attack on the black nuclear family? Yes, yes. And here, and here we go. Somebody, you know, these people were ridiculous enough to put this in a museum as if this is something that we're supposed to learn when it's... Being a black person who strives to be as autonomous as possible, this is bullshit. Pardon my French, folks. This legitimately, I saw, I saw this this morning, and I was absolutely floored. I was pissed off. And all I could think is, there's somebody out there who's dumb enough to actually think this is real. And that, folks, is scary. And they're also probably going to vote for, you know, Joe Biden. But this is the stuff that I consider to truly freak me out in an eerie way. 
Now, if you like those, you're going to love this one. Oh, it gets worse. Emphasis on scientific method. Objective, rational, linear thinking, cause and effect relationships, and quantitative emphasis. So basically, the fact that we rely on science and not emotion makes you white. So I guess all scientists out there, no matter your skin color, must be white because you believe in the scientific method. You mean they had a hypothesis and they decided to build these steps to see it through to figure out what the conclusion was, and that makes you white. Crazy, huh? Because, so this is why I suppose people who raise all kinds of hell because, you know, McDonald's was out of the Big Mac that at, you know, at, at that hour, and they would have had to have sat there for 15 minutes while they, you know, make some stuff or cut up a pickle or God knows what, and they go just absolute ape shit, tear stuff up. That's what me as a black person is supposed to model my life after. I'm going to say no, hard pass. As my girlfriend would say, hard pass. Ugh. So there's a bunch of these. We're oh, just yeah. going to go over a couple more yeah, because yeah. this would go way. So aesthetics. Apparently all our aesthetics are based on European culture. Steak and potatoes, bland is best. Now, if you come to Texas, you better put some seasoning on there. I mean, if you're going to cook a potato, there better be some brisket on there, some chives, a shitload of butter, real butter, please. Some Now, let's say cheese, even if you just something. even if you do butter, cheese, bacon, my steak, I'm putting seven spice on that thing oh, before it ever hits the grill, you know. It's good stuff. It's getting a dry rub, it's getting something. So basically, they just think we're all Karen made the potato salad with mayonnaise. And we're all bland, don't like seasoning, whatever. That's terrible. Although, I will say, quick story. A few years ago, I was at a friend's house, north side of, of uh, Houston. And she was like, oh, hey, would you like to stick around for dinner? All right, you know, hey, fine. I'm, you know, kind of hungry. Well, unbeknownst to me, her grandma, who was like in her 90s, was there. So her stepdad was like, hey, can't make it too spicy. You know, she's, she's very, very sensitive. And I will say, that was the blandest meal I've ever eaten in my life. And I thought, is this what all these people joke about when they say that white people don't put in any you know, seasoning? No salt, no nothing. But that was an isolated case. Anyway, moving on. So beauty, a woman's beauty, is based on blonde, thin, basically Barbie. Now, I don't, I don't get down like that. Uh... Last time I checked, didn't Barbie finally get some hips after like 50 years? It took a while, but they finally made her, I'm not going to say more proportionate, but she doesn't look like quite such an anorexic freak show, I guess. Because, you know, there are plenty of various raised people who just happen to prefer ladies, um, you know, with some curves. Now, a man's attractiveness apparently is based on economic status power and intellect. So basically if you're smart can command a room and make decent money. So what you're saying is it's bad or it's white. If someone can support a household, that's what I'm hearing. This is the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Just when I thought AOC has sunk to a whole new level, this at folks, this beat AOC I have been floored. Everything I have seen on this story, like the more that I see, 
the more floored I am. Like, can it get any lower? But then I, you know, I keep on reading, and it gets that much worse. Well, and I, we're not even going over everything. So do your own <laughs> research and look this stuff up because it is absolutely ridiculous. We need to make it a point to put this on on our uh, social media page just so people can see, like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, my God, this is terrible. That's a good idea. I'll try to get on that and post it to the pages. Now, I want to go over – this will be the last thing we talk about on this. All holidays, apparently – are based on white history and male leaders. Do we not have a Martin Luther King Day? Oh, but he's male. Uh, What was Columbus? Oh, he was Spaniard. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, who else? Uh, There's got to be, we have a Black History Month. That's right. Even though it's the shortest month, we still have it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, apparently all our holidays are based on Christian religions also, which is funny. Because aren't most Christian religions things kind of have a loose history in pagan holidays from eons ago. 95% of Christian holidays were stolen from paganism. Yeah. From Christmas, uh, newsflash people, Jesus was not born in the wintertime. Apparently when they did this census that uh, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem for, I want to say it was around July or August, I think. Yeah, yeah. It may have actually been early spring. It wasn't Christmas. What we... I don't want to say we. People. What the Roman Catholic Church was basically trying to do is take this holiday, which was the winter solstice, Mm -hmm. and make a Christian holiday so that they could try to convert all these pagans. So there you got Christmas. I mean, even Santa is based on Odin and his 12-legged reindeer, which is why we have, maybe it's, it's 12 or 8. However many reindeer we have, I'm not going to name them all. No, no, we're adults. We've already figured out that Santa Claus is dad, so no, I don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, that's all based on Odin. We've got stuff like Easter. They didn't even try on this one. It was a fertility festival to the god Ishtar. Right. So Ishtar or Oster changed to Easter. So we're not saying, we're not bashing the Christian religion. Don't think that. But yeah, hashtag proud Catholic right here. The holidays are definitely not based around Christian religions. Not when you get down into it, like on the surface, yes, they're Christian religions, but all Christian religions were stolen from paganism. We just made it cool, right? I mean, you know, I don't know, man. We made it a little bit happier, you know, Easter bunnies, you know, bright colors, Christmas gifts uh, with foil all over the tree. Christmas lights. Yes, it's it, it's just a beautiful thing, guys. Because hunting for eggs and chocolate was way better than big orgy fertility festivals. Well, for the for the, the kids, yes, it was. Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, they probably got the short end of the stick on that Yeah, one. I'm like, no, Timmy, go back. Daddy's busy right now. Okay, now we're getting to our listener questions. All right. Now, question one. What are your thoughts on the potential potential dangers or positive effects in the research and eventual implementation of a true AI system? Hmm. One word, maybe two Skynet. Well, there's that, but even, even before that Elon Musk and the space, well, I don't, I don't know if it falls under SpaceX or Tesla, Tesla or uh, the boring all... company. He's got three yeah. different umbrellas. He's making good money, but he's working on an autonomous semi. Right. Which can basically travel goods from one to another. There's a lot 
of people that drive trucks for a living. They're taking our jobs. That's, I mean, essentially it would get to that. If these guys don't yeah. have the money or time to get certified to work on these highly technical. Right, because how many 55-year-old truck drivers are going to all of a sudden have to figure out, you know, what? how much schooling is it going to take for me to learn how to work on a 48-volt electric system? And I don't think Jethro is going to be able to figure out a flux capacitor. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I think there's a lot of dangers to the economy. Now, a true AI system, if we're talking true AI that would pass the Turing test. Level five. Like, are we talking yeah. about an AI in an Android body? Or are we talking about an AI? There's so many different types of AI that it really is yeah. hard to pinpoint exactly what you're talking about. I'd say there's definite dangers. And, I mean. Yeah. And I, I mean. You get an slight, AI. slight sarcasm, but how many books or movies uh, that involve you know AI in the future ever actually went well? Ask Will Smith, you know, before his wife was you know doing stuff around his back, but he found out. So which one was that? iRobot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, that also, if it's true AI, does that mean they don't have to follow? Asimov's three rules of robotics. I would hope that they would. Now, I'll say this. If a truck driver is in a level five autonomous vehicle, which, you know, at, at, at this point, level five is full autonomy. You would think you they would have a still, human fail safe. Right. By law, you should still have to have a, dry, a human driver behind the wheel. Now, I know there was a company in California uh, last year. They were testing out like a around town delivery service that was working. I think it was level three or four uh, autonomy, and they were in. They were supposed to be in Houston, and they were actually looking to hire people for. It was like an eighteen dollar an hour gig where you you you'd have to like sit there in this vehicle while it would drive itself because you know somebody has to be in there. Basically, you're. Gonna I never heard the, anything about it, but so you basically hit the e brake if yeah something's going wrong. Always made me wonder how fast are those cars exactly? I mean, you know, I, I know a Tesla is like stupid fast, but see, I also don't know what those semis if they're going to be full electric, and if they are, the weight alone from the battery bank to be able to do long hauls, scary. Although I know there's a story that GM is working on like a million mile battery, or I was like, uh, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, but I mean, that's just like the engine that. What was his name? I want to say Gary Webb, I believe, created an engine that would get like 100 miles to the gallon. And then Big Auto bought it. crushed it. Yeah, yeah. they bought it yeah. and crushed it because they don't want that. There's no money involved. Big Oil would say no. So, I mean, that's our thoughts on AI, but it really, I'm sure we could do a whole episode on that if we really and There's a rabbit in. hole for sure in that. It could be dangerous. It could be, I mean... You get a true AI system that can start to hack federal systems. It could be catastrophic. And to be honest, I don't trust it. I have zero faith in some, some you know, something up now. It, it would be one thing, again, if I was in there and if I was like, eh, you know what, I want to go faster than what this, this you know, speed limit says. And then, this, you know, the system's like, no, you cannot speed. Screw you. Well, and I mean, we also have to consider that a true AI would probably still be flawed because it was created by man. Right. So, and man is flawed. So, 
and Lord knows programmers have a sense of humor. So, oh, they definitely do. Yeah, there yeah. would be some weird bonus Easter egg mode that would probably scare us all or at least make us laugh. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next yeah. question. Yes. What are your thoughts? Now, Gavin, I don't know how you're going to feel about this question. What are your thoughts when hearing the term white privilege? When I hear white privilege, I think about some either minority or a white social justice warrior who has this guilt that they that they bear or you know like they've got this um oh how would i say a chip on their shoulder and because they don't have the drive to want to go further in life they're going to use this blanket phrase just to just as an excuse and I don't, I don't agree at all. So I've, I've looked at it a few different ways because I grew up in Pasadena, but I was zoned for Deer Park schools and Deer Park was always a much more, you know, we talked about systemic classism right. in the last episode. Deer Park was definitely more middle to higher middle class back then. So I was going to school in Walmart clothes while these kids are in Jabot's, Z Cavaricis. The name brown stuff. So I never felt privileged. Like I got picked on a little bit for... I forgot about Jabos. For Wranglers and stuff like that. Because Wranglers back then, you could buy at Walmart for like 12 bucks a pair. Right. So I don't know that I've ever experienced white privilege. But I also know that... And maybe... I don't know if this could be said across the board. Somebody told me, well, have you ever been scared that you were going to die at a traffic stop? And I've never had that either. Now, I don't know I've if I've never that, been scared that I was going to die at a traffic stop. I don't know if that really falls under white privilege. I don't think I've ever, you know, I joined the army at 19, did 20 years in there. I feel like I've worked for everything I've ever had. So I don't know that I've ever really been privileged because of my skin color. I don't know if maybe there are challenges I haven't faced because of it. I, I really, I don't know. Like the term white privilege to me is kind of a misnomer because I just, I don't feel privileged. And truly, I feel like any privilege I have is because of work that I've put into myself. Ethic, right. Which apparently is white. Well, that is whiteness. <laughs> yes. So maybe that is white privilege. I don't know. But I, I, I mean, if you look at job applications and things, you know, major companies who have to have these, uh, these, uh, uh, specific numbers there, you know, women, minority women are in a higher demand more now than they ever have been. They're heavily sought after. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's got to have these diversity quotas and that alone, like MLK to quote MLK, I want to judge a man not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. And that's the way it should be. And it is. Now, I know we talked last, last episode about affirmative action mm -hmm. and how, at least in schools, it was not fair because of the way they were doing testing. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's really a hard thing to... Because you want everybody to have a fair shot. Oh, yeah. But would it not make it a fair shot if when you applied for a job, you know, they have the block and they actually have more blocks now because 
they have a block that are you Caucasian, Asian, white, Hispanic, but they also have the block now. Are you a disabled vet? Are you, do you have a disability? Exactly. So it's not even just what race you are now. Oh, well, if you're disabled, we, you know, that brings our quota up even more. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to be real cool here. So maybe what if we did away with all that? Now, I know a lot of people could say, well, if you have someone that comes in with a name like Shantavius. Then truly the way it should be, you should look at this person again based off of their character, not the fact that their mom gave him a stupid name. I agree. But how many white people do you know named Shantavius? None. I will say this. I knew a girl named Quantisha and she was white. And Lord knows she was a big girl. So I, I you know, I, I used to always say, <laughs> does that mean that you're like four times the Tisha? Oh, she'd get so pissed off. Oh goodness. <laughs> you were just asking for ass whooping, weren't you? I, I would have taken care of that ass. But maybe, maybe if we just did first initial and then last name, because there's actually been yeah. a study proven where there's no bias whatsoever for a last name. It's the first name. Sometimes the first name depending on what it is. And this also, once again, falls under class, a class system because they see a certain name and they think that maybe this person came from a low income, an educated area. So it falls under class again. So I don't really think it it shouldn't, it's not a race thing. It's, it's, it's how you, yeah. How you perceive someone's socioeconomic class, which when you try to bias somebody off of that, yeah, that's, Completely unfair. There's also been people I've seen where they actually, they don't change their name, but they go by a different name. And that's what they put on their resume. And that, I mean, because that's what they go by. And a lot of times it is a more professional sounding name. Yeah. I don't even know, you know mean if I. Like their sellout name? I mean, <laughs> I guess if you want to call it that. But I, we kind of got. He went white. We kind of got off topic, but yeah. white privilege is really kind of, I don't know, it's. I don't identify with it in any way. Um, I never seen it. So, <laughs> what's next? Uh, moving along, this is actually your question. I'm gonna let you take this. What is the best sound system I can get for under five hundred dollars for an one Taurus? Now, I'm gonna tell you right off the bat, you're not gonna get anything special for five hundred bucks. I'm gonna say this. So, I love researching car stuff it's like it's like a hobby of mine you know so i went and i searched through a few different websites now again this isn't a plug but crutchfield great site smart people i held, i bought a set of focal speakers a year ago i haven't even put it in my car yet but it was like a super crazy deal and they were super awesome in their their uh, customer service so to this guy you've got this car right so, and there's too many details. I'm, I'm just going to give you like a, a quick spiel. The, the shopping cart that I built, an Infinity Primus uh, four channel amp, the install kit, a JVC single DIN, because that's the only thing that, that's, that's, that's going to fit in your car. You, yeah, unfortunately, those cars can't fit double DIN. Trust me, I tried. A JVC digital media receiver, so it, you know, 21st century stuff, doesn't play CDs, all digital, great stuff. It was, it was like 70 bucks. So all of the install dash and wiring and all that BS, throw that in there. I found you because your car uses six by eight speakers. 
without going crazy and buying components up front and components in the rear and having to cut in holes, Rockford Fosgate makes a six by eight in their prime series. Excellent quality. It's like a four and a half out of five, like 166 people on Crutchfield. So, you know, this isn't low end stuff, but I found you some stuff for all of the right prices. So all of those, I, I've even configured you some sound skin rings for some sound deading to make it sound better in this old car. You get the instructions for free, buddy. I found you all of that for $490 and 87 cents with free shipping. You're welcome. And I'm going to send this list to you in screenshots. As soon as I get home, we're here for you guys. Yep. Okay. Our last question of the night. <clears throat> I'm sure you saw the, this is kind of a long question and it was something that we really probably could have made a whole episode about. But I'm sure you saw all the stuff about the McCluskeys there in St. Louis that were mm-hmm. on their front lawn. Now, have you seen that they were raided? Unfortunately, yeah. And their AR was actually taken from them, which seems like a violation of their Second Amendment rights because right. they were not actually... They didn't disobey anything. No, they were defending their castle. They didn't uh, you know, chase someone down the street firing at them. They didn't uh, have the doors open with a sign that says, hey, come on in, you know, free shit here, and then shoot them. No. People were at their uh, yard, and, you know, the pictures that they showed that circulated the media uh, was cropped. Now, don't get me wrong. The lady was waving yeah, that pistol she around. was a... <laughs> She, she like she's probably never shot a gun before. She definitely needed some more training. Now, I've also read a lot of things about the McCluskeys that are not great. I want to say, aren't they Democrats, though? Don't get me wrong. I don't remember, but I thought I read oh. somewhere that they may be all about the D. I think they're registered Democrats, but that doesn't really yeah. mean anything these days. Just a little bit of hypocrite. You know, yeah. I thought y'all were on the same side. Well, I've seen, so they were accused of being homophobic and trying to sue so that gay people couldn't live on their street or in their neighborhood. (laughs) And what they, what they actually tried to do was make it to where there was no, basically if you weren't a married couple, you couldn't move into this neighborhood. I don't. I don't even know how you can enforce something like that. That is the worst HOA I've ever heard of. But I also don't know when this was. Right. Because gay marriage, I don't I don't remember when, yeah. what year that took effect. I mean, you can get married if you're gay now, so yeah. good and luck besides, trying to stop that. From what I've seen, gay couples, if when there's a lot in a, like a, in a certain neighborhood, the property value, they actually go up. Because well, that's because they, they don't have care of their stuff. Right. They don't have kids to tear up everything. You know, some do, but, you know, those that don't, they have that much more money to reinvest into their house. So, you know, they'll probably have the garden of the month. I also saw a complaint that it said, I want to say it was some beehives that were property of some Jewish Orthodox school, but it said they were on the grounds outside his house. I'm like, so you're telling me it was in his yard? The bees. We're it's fighting not, over bees. Well, I guess it was some school project for these kids. It's very hard to tell from what was written if these B 
beehives were in his yard because it said they were outside the walls of his property or outside the walls of his house, not outside the walls of his property. So if they're in his yard, he destroyed them basically. Mm. But if they're in his yard, why were they in his yard? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not a dick move, but get off my lawn. Basically, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying these people. I'm not saying they're good people. But in this case, I think it was a a major issue of government overreach. Now, because they didn't shoot anybody, they they flashed their guns on their own property. Frankly. I wouldn't have done that until they were in my house. At that point, smile and flash. And, you know, so I start smile and wait for, for the flash. Now, I I fully support their right to be out on their lawn. I mean, you have a big group of protesters that breached a, an iron gate. Now, I've heard... And it's a mob mentality, so there's bound to be destruction because they're petty people who are jealous because they're white, and I guess they these protesters decided to not push themselves to make money. Now, I have heard that somebody left the gate open for them, it but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can just barge into a neighborhood where there's a sign out front, no trespassing, no through traffic... Just because the gate's open, that doesn't mean come on in. Now, there was definitely government overreach here. Yep. Part of this question was, what would our rules of engagement be here? Uh, If you're talking about the situation with the McCluskeys, had it been me, there's a large group. I'm not going to show... All all of my cards. (laughs) Now, would I have had my gun in the house? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd have been packed for bear, loaded for bear. Would I have been flashing it out in the front yard? No. no and even yeah. even if you were going in the front, you keep it at the low ready. Yeah, like if they had taken a license to carry class, they would have been told, hey, you don't pull this out unless you're about to use it. That's the only time. You do not brandish. You know, it's not, it's not a, sh- a, a toy to be shown off. It's, you know, when the shit hits the fan, You've got this tool to protect you, your wife, or your husband, your kids, and your house. That's right. You don't smoke that skin wagon unless you're ready to go. Amen. Now, keep in mind, we are not lawyers. We are also not Second Amendment advisors. This is strictly our opinion. Take it for what it is. This is just us talking. Two guys talking. Do you remember the Joe Horn story? Ooh, that name sounds familiar. This was in Pasadena, Texas, maybe 10 years ago, maybe oh, a little bit more. The old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that man's my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the best damn neighbor one could ever have. The 9-11 call on that was just amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go over there. <laughs> oh, never mind. They're dead. <laughs> I mean, really, that old man was something else. Now, granted... In that situation. He went a little far. He did. If your neighbor's getting broke into and they're not home, insurance will cover your losses. Yeah, unfortunately, legally, you can't play John Wick every day. Yeah, unfortunately. Although that would be cool. Now, one more thing I want to talk about. I actually saw a video today. I don't know if you know who the Hodge twins are. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Great guys. Um, So there's a clip of AOC, who we already spoke about earlier in the episode. 
she actually said, if there were no police, that the inner city would be just like the suburbs. <laughs> because apparently it's the police that's causing all this crime, right? Okay. You know what? I said earlier that that whole thing about the whiteness was the dumbest thing I've heard all day. AOC just took that crown back. Congratulations, the queen of stupidity. Now, the Hodge twins brought up a lot of good points. They were like, well, if we don't have police, we don't need judges, right? Nobody's oh. getting arrested. Oh. If we don't need judges, we can do away with the prisons. I guess we can go back to the wild, wild west. Now, AOC is no stranger to destroying jobs. Let's not forget about how she uh, kept Amazon yeah. from setting up shop in New York and creating thousands of jobs. Oh, that was a stupid, stupid move. But not only that, if we're going to do it with cops, I mean, I don't need a driver's license. Eh? I don't need to pay for my. Care? I don't need to pay for my registration every year. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Who needs it? If if I if no one if no one's there to pull me over, then who cares? Hell, I can do it with my insurance, paying two hundred bucks a month. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It's only going to go up when when the kids get older. So, hey, maybe you're going to save me a bunch of money, AOC. Man, that could go to a really cool man cave, huh? I'm telling you. (laughs) We have the the barbaric man cave. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, that wraps up this episode of Barbarically Candid. We thank you for listening in. Once again, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I know you have a parlor if you yep. want to put that out. Yep, I will post it on uh, our uh, Facebook page. I do not have a parlor account yet. I'm going to work on getting that set up along with everything else. But for um, us at Barbarically Candid, we hope you have a great day. And as always, be good to each other. All right. Good night, folks. <laughs>